Breakout stretch pass. Carlson left wing shoots. He scores. William Carlson. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Now brought out by the Knights. Here they go. Left side the end mark. Put it out in front for Wah. Kick save. Rebound. Score. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in, Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... You guys uh, feel like last week was just one big tornado, like a whirlwind of hockey? It was game after game after game after storyline and returns and homecomings and tributes and wins and uh, up and down performances. And you get to a 2-2-1 record through the homestand. And we finally get to take uh, a breath due to the fact that uh, this is the first time in a while that they aren't playing every second day. Uh, Go back at it tomorrow against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then it's uh, a week off before the Pittsburgh Penguins do the postponed games in Calgary and Edmonton. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those ones where I was thinking today, that was, I I, I can't even reflect on the biggest moment last week because they were were just one after another. Uh, The opening segment is your 702-876-1340. Call us. What was your biggest moment takeaway from last week uh, as to you had the likes of Nate Schmidt back in the building with Paul Stastny and then Ryan Reeves with uh, Gerard Glant and a big win over the New York Rangers uh, and then uh, the big one on the weekend with Marc-Andre Fleury. So let's go straight to the phone lines. Uh, Stephanie, out of the gate. No, Stephanie. Uh, We'll go to Mike. Mike, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Stephanie, call back. But uh, Mike, how are you? I am good. Uh, I should address, I'm sure, the one-two punch that Las Vegas sports felt, uh, you know, with Ballpark and now Brian Blessing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys knew Brian or yeah. not. Absolutely. Uh, and I know Ryan did uh, as well. Brian was uh, one of the first people that ever reached out to me when I when I moved here. And, uh, yeah, that, w- that, one does, uh, that one does hurt. Uh, Brian Blessing, 64 years old, uh, sportscaster in Buffalo for 25 years and then moved to uh, Vegas and uh, was always a sports book, but uh, just a, a guy that uh, oozed sports uh, out of his bones. And, and when Vegas started to get uh, the inkling that there was a chance uh, that Bill Foley could bring a hockey club here, uh, Brian Blessing was at the front of that charge and uh, will always be uh, uh, thankful for for his motivation and his encouragement to get out there and do as much as he could uh, to make the, the National Hockey League happen in Las Vegas. So uh, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, we're going to save it and we'll, we'll have more to say throughout the show on Brian, but uh, thanks for bringing it up right off the bat, Mike. Sure, sure. Um, as far as the, the team goes, it was a whirlwind week. We're a bit in the doldrums right now. 2-2-1 two, two, and one is not exactly the way I hope to come out of this thing. Uh, and maybe it'll be 3-2-1. and one. If it's 2-3-1, and one, there'll be some eyebrows raised, I think. I, I don't know what the long-term prognosis is, but I'm sure with Martinez and Eichel and Pacioretty in the lineup, that's going to be a whole different scenario, don't you think? I think we're in the dog days. This is equal to the middle of August in baseball where you have a break coming up but and you've got all this help on the horizon 
and you're at home for a long period of time, so there's nothing to shake up the schedule. Uh, doldrums, dog days, uh, just a dip in in the whole uh, rhythm of a, of a season. That's where where I think we are right now. Yeah, and Toronto is going to be a tough out tomorrow for sure. I did. We didn't see Martinez on the ice today. Any sightings in the offing? He is in COVID protocol. Oh, okay. Well, that says a lot. And considering what we've gone through here recently, it's it's just who you can't expect anything but that at the, these points. I, I just don't know if we should have the All-Star game. I know it's on, and I know it's going to stay on, but sure seems like a bad idea at this point. Uh, yeah, I can, I can see the way you would look at that, but if the players are handled in the proper way with families, uh, look, uh, National Hockey League still uh, playing games on a daily basis when they can, and uh, there's there's a lot of uh, sponsor uh, tied up uh, into the All-Star game, and I, I know exactly why the National Hockey League is doing it, and if you can do it responsibly then go ahead. I think they can do it responsibly. That's not a guarantee that that nothing's going to happen. But if you're playing regular games, Mike, I think you can still do uh, an all-star game, provided you take the same type of uh, precautions. It'll be different. It's not going to be the the same traditional all-star environment where you're trucking your whole family through the dressing room and so forth. Uh, but uh, but I, I I'm I'm happy to see it, and uh, I'm I'm hoping that it'll mean maybe Vegas can get a couple more league events because they they stepped up uh, in this time and held the NHL All-Star Weekend. Anything else in your mind before we move on? No, I think we're all looking forward to the next two hours because you guys have had a lot to talk about here. We do that. Uh, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. As we uh, say goodbye to Mike, uh, usually leads us off uh, on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Now let's go over to Stephanie. Uh, what's up, Stephanie? Ah, I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Ryan, uh, everything okay over there in Prump? Yeah, I'm good. I'm great. <laughs> So, of course, um, first off, condolences to Brian Blessing's family. Um, I knew any time in the post-game pressers, and when his name came up, it was going to be a great question. So he'll definitely be missed. Um, but uh, I guess kind of the biggest news that I've seen, and it's not huge news, but um, Lucas, and I can't say his name right. Elvinez. 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 Um, his contract, I guess, from what I understand, it's a, a mutual um, termination uh, so that he can go play in Sweden and possibly play in the Olympics. And I was wondering what you guys thought of that and if you think that we might see more of that in the coming weeks, days, um, as the Olympics get closer for players that think that they're going to kind of be stuck down in the AHL and would rather go represent their team. I am not surprised that it happened. Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, it can happen to any American Hockey League team. Uh, the Olympic federations uh, that are going to participate in Beijing, uh, all the national federations are going to select from American Hockey League teams and college and uh, European leagues uh, and try to uh, put their teams together. Uh it, this this was expected. I, I do, wasn't sure whether they would go with permission or whether they would leave the organization. Uh, but this is something that I'm sure for Elvinez is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Like for Mark Stone, it was going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and then you hope that you, you might get another. Uh, for Elvinez, who's a little bit uh, down the, the pecking order, this is truly uh, uh, your 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 go moment and 
I, I don't blame them at all. Uh, and if it was mutual, that's perfect. You're you're not uh, uh, going against anybody's wishes, and and you're you're capitalizing on a dream. That uh, that's the way I see it, Ryan. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I mean, in, in the case of, of Lucas Alvinas right now, like you, you have an opportunity to go do something that I'm, I'm sure you've dreamt about for quite a while. And, and the fact of the matter is, um, you know, y- you have an opportunity and, and you kind of see where things are right now with the organization. There were quite a few uh, opportunities early this year for young players from Henderson to get some chances and some looks in the in the NHL. Um, and I think if, if you're Lucas Elvinus and you're looking at this, you just say, OK, I have an opportunity to play in the Olympics. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. I want to do it. I have to do it. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more. Uh, to come in this regard because there's going to be some players that are looking at that through the lens of once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to represent your country at the Olympics. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. Get that tracksuit, and uh, good luck to, to Alvinez and and, uh, and the rest of the, the federations as they put the, their more amateur side or not National Hockey League uh, teams together. Uh, Stephanie, what do you think of the, the weekend and, the, and the, the game on Saturday night? Uh, so I I uh, I wasn't actually at that one. Unfortunately, my parents did go though, and they said that it was the loudest the fortress has been in a long time. And you know, it, it stinks. I wish we would have won, obviously, um, but it, it's really hard to be mad at Flurry. Like I, I don't know how anybody could not like that man. He does so much for everybody. He's so kind. Um, so congrats to Flurry for. Uh, I believe now he's got a win against every team in the NHL. Um, so congrats to him for that, and of course wishing him the best. Um, just hoping that that was a, a, a situation where, you know, they came off that loss against Arizona and really had something to prove, plus on top of knowing that it was Flurry coming back to the Fortress. Just hoping it, it was, you know, they had more invested in that game than we did and that we have a good game on Tuesday. Uh, well said. Appreciate it. Uh, and you be well, uh, Stephanie. Uh, Thank you for the okay, call. As the yes. first segment belongs to you, our listeners, on the VGK Insider Show, 702-876-1340. What was your takeaway from homecoming week? Who did you enjoy seeing back at the Fortress? And where did you rate uh, that week in which you saw uh, a, a great win? Unbelievable performance against the New York Rangers. Domination uh, on that side of it. Uh, a little bit in between uh, for the game against the Winnipeg Jets. And then uh, maybe a dip uh, versus the Chicago Blackhawks and or the, the Nashville Predators. Uh, 876-1340, area code 702. Call us right now and we'll uh, we'll get you on the air and get your thoughts uh, on the air regarding what we witnessed. Uh, the, the game against Chicago, the more I watched it, Ryan, and the first period was Vegas, and Chicago found their game in in the second and third period. It it looked like it was it was a tough game for the Vegas players to play, not just Mark Andre Fleury coming back and and having the tribute. Yeah, I I think that there was quite a bit of emotion, right? Obviously, uh, out of the gate, and you know I thought the Golden Knights harnessed that emotion well in the first period, though there wasn't a, a whole heck of a lot going on 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 either side, but the Golden Knights certainly had. Uh, kind of the more dangerous looks, the the better of the chances through that first 20 minutes. And then it, from that point forward, it, it just seemed like the Chicago Blackhawks had a little bit of belief. They were not 
getting they weren't down two nothing three nothing they weren't in in an insurmountable hole and i think they drew some strength from that they they were able to get to their game in the second and third period and for the golden knights i, I think that there was an adrenaline dump off of you know, how much energy and focus you're putting into this game and having mark andre Fleury back at t-mobile arena uh, i just think the golden knights ran out of steam in the second and third period it was a strange game like with all the future hall of famers involved in that one and a high octane offense, the misfits and Mark Stone uh, going, Chandler Stevenson point per game, and the the Hawks uh, the, from their dynasty years, and you have goals from Ben Hutton and Juju Akara mm-hmm. and uh, Riley Stillman. Just not not the way I would have expected it. It was that was a muddy track, uh, to use a horse racing term. It, it's it's unfortunate for a lot of different reasons, mainly because. For the Golden Knights, the only the only goal that came on Marc Andre Fleury happened to be a player that did not play with Marc Andre Fleury as a Vegas Golden Knight, and the two goals for the Chicago Blackhawks against Robin Leonard came from teammates that were not with Robin Leonard in Chicago. So everyone that scored in that game was not previously a teammate with the goaltender that they were going up against. I, I thought that that was pretty funny just in the context of the entire game, but uh, yeah, muddy track for sure. Um, really not much going on uh, either way uh, definitely and you know I I think that it was one of those games where Marc-Andre Fleury leaves you with a signature save. It's Mark Stone setting up Evgeny Dodonov. It's that lunging shoulder save to to preserve the win. And I think that's probably the, the most fitting end you could get to Marc-Andre Fleury's return to T-Mobile Arena. Uh, you want a little carrot just to spice things up, give you a jolt of energy. Uh, there is a, a report uh, today that, that Jack Eichel is on the verge of arriving in Las Vegas and will join the organization after rehabilitating uh, the neck injury uh, and after the neck surgery and is going to be uh, in and around the team uh, in the very near future. So it's the next step that we're we're seeing in the lead-up to Jack Eichel uh, making it on uh, onto the ice and being part of this, this lineup into February, March. Yeah, I mean that's that's great news obviously for the Vegas Golden Knights. It's great news for for Jack Eichel who continues to uh check the boxes at, as he's recovering from his artificial disc replacement sur- surgery and you know, I think the closer that Vegas gets to Jack Eichel's availability and the more on the horizon that becomes, I think the more we all sit and start wondering and thinking and retooling and tooling and messing with and futzing with um, what the line's going to look like. What are the lineups going to be? Who's going to be in? Where's Jack going to play? Who's he going to play with? Which best player complements his skill set? All of those things are coming, but it all starts with Jack Eichel getting to Vegas and getting in some practices with his new National Hockey League team. We're we're going to talk a lot about the trade deadline in the next five weeks. Sure. And what teams are looking for, who's available. And there's some of those uh, players that are starting to move to the top of lists. Uh, some are players that uh, can join a top six. Other players uh, will be part of a top four on the blue line. There isn't a team, and it's not even close that is going to add the type of talent that the Vegas Golden Knights will in the next month and change. With Max Pacioretty off the wrist surgery, mm-hmm. with Jack Eichel 
off the artificial disc replacement procedure, and then Alec Martinez and Nick Haig for the, for the Golden Knights uh, coming off uh, respective injuries. Those four players are all impact players. And mm-hmm. in the case of Pacioretty and Eichel, you, you are inserting world-class offensive players. And for Alec Martinez, it's a player who, in a lot of ways similar to Mark Stone, stirs the drink for your team and gives you uh, that energy defensively and helps out on the power play. It is massive what the Vegas Golden Knights are going to uh, put into their program as we invite you to call us at 702-876-1340. It is the VGK Insider Show. The first block is all yours every Monday. We invite uh, you to give us a call and uh, voice your opinion on what you've witnessed uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. But, uh, like, for Pacioretty and Eichel alone, Eichel by himself is game-changing for any organization. Never mind the others. Yeah, I mean, you're, you hit it right on. Like, it, it, there could be teams out there that are looking to the trade deadline and they are trying to address – needs or wants for their team whether it be a contender trying to retool and get themselves set for a long run in the playoffs or whatever the case may be and for the golden knights you kind of already have those moves made right like you made that when you made the trade for jack eichel but because of injury because you've spent so much time without martinez because nick Haig has been out of the lineup now for a little while because max patch is going to be out for uh, at least the next few weeks, if not longer, uh, you have an influx of talent coming for the Vegas Golden Knights that is going to rival anything anyone else can bring into their club at the trade deadline. And, you know, as, as far as Jack Eichel goes, like I've, I, I'm a big proponent of his game. I love the way that he plays. Uh, he's an absolute force when he is healthy and at the top of his game. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, it, it's the, the opportunity for Jack to come in here and with everything that's been built and the and the baseline that this team has already in place, Jack can come in and put this this entire thing over the top. Here's the advantage that Vegas has over a regular NHL trade deadline. There's there's a couple. There's layers. One, you're adding multiple players without giving anything up right now. Like the deal's already done for Eichel, and then the other players are coming off injury. That's big. The other one is Pacioretty, Martinez, Haig. They already know everybody. Like, they're just coming back from injury. There's not that mm-hmm. get to find your spot and, and fit in. And Eichel's going to have a number of weeks around the team before he has to play. Not like coming in, trade deadline, landing at the airport, and going straight in the lineup. There's, uh, there's going to be familiarity to it, and it, it cuts – uh, off some of the uh, the road there towards being comfortable and being able to prove. Back to the phone lines we go. 702-876-1340. Uh, we have one line open right now as we bring in Gordon to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Good day, guys. How's it going? I'm good. Ryan's a little iffy. Ryan's a little iffy. All right. Well, maybe we can maybe we can bring him up here a bit. Uh, I wanted to build on the, the Eichel point for a second and just say how excited I am to root for the guy for once. As an <laughs> alum of Northeastern University in lovely Boston, Massachusetts, let me tell you, every time the BU Terriers came to town 
during Eichel's one year in college, it was almost embarrassing how good he was compared to everyone else. And the crazy part was seeing that translate to the NHL stage the next year. I was like, all right, he's off to Buffalo, whatever. It'll, it'll take him some time to adjust. He scored in his first game and then put up a, a heck of a rookie year. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's a lot of fun. Um, I did want to just point out to, to the listeners uh, something I heard on Nighttime at Noon today. Uh, I believe there was at least one occasion, Darren, where you were getting ready to throw the break and said the Insider Show rather than Nighttime Once. at Noon a couple times. Do you have an explanation? Once, Once I did it. <laughs> I said the VGK Insider Show uh, with Nighttime at Noon. Yes, I did. Well, I'm just so comfortable in the uh, in the VGK Insider Show chair, which is fair. It's a comfy chair to be in. It is, um, and it's it's cross promotion, Gordon. If if you're familiar with the business, that's what it is. It's content and cross promotion. I, I've I've gotten a, a touch familiar with with the concept, Darren. Thank you, um, but. Ryan, just wanted to say hi. I've missed you the last few times I've called into the post-game show. It seems every time I, I, I dial up uh, 876-1340, I'm met with a busy signal, and, uh, and, and I, I'm looking for an explanation. Um, I, thanks, Gordon. Um, I, I feel bad that that happens to you. Uh, you got to be faster. Uh, you got to mm. be ready to beat Mike, uh, certainly as the first guy in. And I, I think that's just a testament to how engaged the, the fan base is and how much they want to chat about games after, uh, after a, a fun, a fun outing. So, uh, yeah, usually on the, uh, on the post game show, it's wall to wall calls. So you just, you gotta be faster, buddy. That's all. Gordon, are you calling on a landline or uh, a mobile phone right now? Darren, I, I'll answer your question with a question. Do you think I have a landline? Okay, good point. Good point. <laughs> uh, because we can put you on hold right now, and you can be at the front of the line tomorrow. Wow, that would be uh, that would be lovely if you don't mind. <laughs> we can leave, um, leave you. I on did want to. I do. I do have a. I, I've got a bit for everyone, and, and now my my catching up with Chapman segment. Uh, Chapman, who do you like tonight, Alabama or Georgia? I would never bet against Nick Saban in a national title game. Um, plus, Bama is getting points in that one. So I am unequivocally on Alabama. Now, I have zero clue how the total will play out. In mm. fact, I would stay away from it because if you remember the last game these two teams played, it was it was a high-scoring game, at least by one team. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I would never bet against Nick Saban. And, and if you look at his record against his former assistant coaches, he's only lost once, and that was earlier this year to Jimbo Fisher. So, uh I'm not a big Bama guy. I, I would prefer to see Georgia win, but my money is on the Crimson Tide. Chapman, our, our heights differ, but our eyes see on the same level on this one. Roll Tide. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at like your belly button when, 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 we, <laughs> when we meet each other. So. <laughs> I, I do want to share the fun anecdote, and, and Darren heard this one in the office today, but uh, I, I got to go to my first Raider game yesterday, and uh, I know this is the VGK Insider Show, not the Raiders Insider Show, so I'll be brief. Uh, I didn't know well, that'd which be nice side of it, for a change. I didn't know which side of it to be on, so I took over three and a half field goals, and that was a ride because it didn't happen until overtime. Well done, and uh, stick tap to you. And any more from you, and you're going to be classified as a co-host, and we'd have to pay you, so we have to say goodbye. Fair enough, <laughs> Gordon. Have fun, <laughs> and uh, I apologize for the uh, for the VGK Insider Show reference today on nighttime at noon. May have just uh, gone into autopilot mode. Let's go back to the phone lines. 702-876-1340. Jason, you follow Gordon on the VGK Insider Show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? 
I'm great. Uh, listen to you guys every day. You're my uh, drive home. Uh, first time calling in, though. I just uh, felt compelled to call in because it's Saturday. Um, me and my wife don't have a ton of a disposable income because we have a new baby, and we can only go to one or two games a year. Uh, we picked the Flurry game this year, and it was the best choice I think we've ever made. Um, turning the corner out of the New York, New York, and just seeing a sea of Flurry jerseys, whether they're uh, VGK or, or the Chicago jerseys, just was great. And to be there in that moment, like, I can't explain it. It was wonderful. Uh, very emotional for us. Um, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Uh, hey, Jason, I just yes, want to point out, we got the, the live shot uh, right before we went on the air on the TV side, and it showed the plaza. And Darren Elliott, Derek Anglin, and I all looked at each other and went, wow. And Ango said, I've never seen it that packed. Now, keep in mind, he's usually playing, so he wouldn't <laughs> right. have seen it. But uh, but that, it was just a mass. It was third largest crowd of the year. It was unbelievable. Uh, the energy and the vibe around it, the emotion around it. And, yeah, when you came around the, the corner, I'm sure that it was uh, a bit breathtaking. Yeah, it was. And, and in the moment, I've never seen in a sport, like, I've only followed hockey since Vegas, so I've never seen in a sport a player come back. And, and I, you see the tributes, but to be there for it and for it to be flurry and, and how much we love him. It was a really odd feeling, though. Like, he would make a save, and our, our fans would clap for the opposing yeah. goalie, which is very odd. I've never considered that that would ever happen. It, it was just fantastic. And we're going to go to his game every year, and I hope it stays the same way because we just love it so much. Jason, write down the number, 702-876-1340. Call more. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Awesome. Congratulations, uh, and congratulations on the baby. Uh, That's outstanding news. And uh, raising a hockey player, uh, hopefully, in the Las Vegas Valley. Joe, welcome to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. What's happening, pal? Uh, Nothing much. Uh, Excited for uh, the the game tomorrow uh, uh, against uh, Toronto. I'm excited to see how they look against uh, a team that, you know, uh, many consider supposed to be one of the top teams of the, in the East, uh, if that's correct. Uh, my questions for you guys tonight is this. Um, it seems like there's a lot of, and I'm not sure if it's because of injuries or COVID, but it seems like there's like almost every team, including the Golden Knights, are playing Jekyll and Hyde. Like they look really good one night, and then they they don't look good the other night. And uh, I want to know um, two things here about that is going into the you know looking ahead to the postseason. Who do you think the Golden Knights will have a really tough time against in the playoffs? Either you know in the in their division, in the Western Conference, and in the Eastern Conference. And with all the injuries and COVID and everything going on, is, do you think the Golden Knights should make any trade deadlines uh, moves uh, at the trade deadline? But, you know, with all these injuries, right. it's like, how do we know what team we really have on the ice? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure they'll ever know uh, the way this season's uh, gone. So let me uh, take the first one, Joe, and uh, then Ryan can handle the postseason matchup. The reason why you're seeing inconsistency is, one, it's it's the first regular season in a couple of years. Like, 
pacing yourself, uh, everything that goes into it. Uh, if you've done any type of running, you, you know exactly when you start training, how difficult that is. Uh, the other one is is COVID. Uh, whether it's goaltenders, whether it's defensemen, uh, COVID is taking uh, big pieces out of lineup every single night and then leaving you with uh, with players that uh, that aren't at that level. And that's changing the, the landscape as, as far as uh, who is capable of matching that other team's best lineup. And, and that's why you're seeing the, the hot and cold-ness. Uh, uh, you, you do have teams on runs. Vegas has gone on, uh, on runs. Uh, Pittsburgh just came off a 10-game run. But, uh, but that's the inconsistency. As for the, the, which team that you might want to face or might not want to face in the playoffs, here's Ryan. Yeah, I mean, as far as playoff matchups go, I, especially when I look at the Western Conference, it's always going to come down to the Colorado Avalanche. That's the team that I think, even though uh, they are not at the top of the Central Division from, from a points perspective, points percentage, they should be and would be there if you went by that statistic. So um, I, I look at the Colorado Avalanche as the class still of the Central Division. Um, you know, the the usual suspects remain. The St. Louis Blues, I think, are are a pretty good team, a solid team, and they, they play the right way could give the Golden Knights fits in the playoffs. Doesn't mean that Vegas can't win a seven-game series against the Blues or the Avalanche, but I think those are, are pretty tough tests for Vegas should it, it be one of those teams. As far as the Pacific Division goes, the Anaheim Ducks, Calgary Flames, uh, you throw the Edmonton Oilers in there, potentially right now the LA Kings are, are in a... Uh, a wild card spot. So there's there's some newer teams that are kind of into the fold here in the Pacific Division, but I still take the Golden Knights over really any other team in the Pacific Division in a seven-game series. I think they have better goaltending. I think they've got certainly better high-end skill, especially when Jack Eichel is inserted in the lineup outside of maybe the Edmonton Oilers, but then the depth of the Golden Knights should carry them through over, over the course of seven games. So in in the Western Conference, it's Colorado, St. Louis, and then in the Eastern Conference, uh, I don't think you're going to have to look very far. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning, and and for obvious obvious reasons there. Uh, standings in the Western Conference right now, it's a little bit misleading because some teams just haven't played as many games as the others. Uh, mm-hmm. The the Calgary Flames are five games less than than the Vegas Golden Knights, just for for an example. But I, the biggest surprise is that there isn't two teams from the central in the wild card spot. In fact, LA is occupies the second wild card position in the west and then yeah. it's San Jose and Edmonton. And yeah. I fully anticipated the central division to occupy both wild card spots uh when when the the season started, uh I predicted that and I I still am clinging to that, but right mm-hmm. now it's it's very balanced between the Pacific and the and the Central. So the rise of the Pacific is somewhat uh, out of left field. Yeah, though to your original point, Darren, the Winnipeg Jets have only played 33 games. So from a points percentage uh, perspective, they would be in the wild card spot over the L.A. Kings. They've got a higher points percentage uh, than L.A. Uh, but not yeah, by I mean, much, they, though. Well, no, not by much, but the fact of the matter is Winnipeg has played two less games than L.A., three less games than San Jose, and one less game than Edmonton. So uh, it's it's not that the Winnipeg Jets are that far off from that cut line. Uh, that's That's been uh, incredibly um, in- refreshing, I guess, is, is the word that I would look for from a Pacific Division uh, standpoint and being a lot more competitive. And then 
the final point on that would be the fact that Edmonton is in the fourth wild card uh, position. Had a good ch- chat with Elliot Friedman today, just on on what Edmonton's going to do and uh, where they're going to uh, take it. That'll be on the Chirp podcast. Uh, that uh, should be uh, released uh, now, if not uh, in just a couple of hours, uh, covering a bunch of National Hockey League news and notes uh, going around the horn in Edmonton. Do they take a chance on a goaltender or do they promote Stuart Skinner or do they just ride it out and hope everybody gets back to uh, playing the same way and they're able to to be led by Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. That's, uh, that's some thoughts on the standings part of it. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back on a Pacific Division story of a different angle and that being Evander Kane, another step in the departure from the San Jose Sharks uh, took place today. We'll tell you all about it on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Thanks to all the callers. Really grabbing on to the opening segment, VGK Insider Show. I had goosebumps, total goosebumps after the tribute on Saturday night. Yeah, like it it got to me. Yeah. I, I don't know how he he managed to play, and I'm not oh. surprised that if if he surrendered one, that it was in the early goings of that 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 game. They did, yeah, they did the a bet. really good job, and I I like the fact that they did it before the game, uh, mm-hmm. and not during a TV timeout, and knowing how emotional it was going to be. I, I, I between the Stastny and the uh, Nate Schmidt, uh, Gerard Reeves split up, and then the the Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, Game production, that was that was a really cool week. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys why why they did this one before the game, and I think you just explained why. I think it was goaltender too. Yeah, because uh, different position. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, like yeah. I I was wondering that as I watched it, I'm like, oh, that that's interesting that that they did it before the game, whereas usually they do those things in the first TV timeout. Yeah. But your explanation makes perfect sense. And Ryan, I don't know whether you buy into this. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people were. There and aware of Flurry's return, and it was the main focus for so many people. That why why not give it the stage right before the opening faceoff? Yeah, I I think that it it had to happen before the game. I I look at just kind of all those different scenarios, and you know, for a player, for one player that's that's in the lineup and playing out, I think you can you can go in that TV timeout for sure. But for for me in that situation. Uh, you wanted to just have that moment for everybody that understood, recognized that that moment was coming. The buildup had already been there for essentially the the entire week. You get the moment, you get the payoff, you get Marc Andre Fleury able to have a moment with the fans before the game started, and then I think it allowed everyone to settle in from that point forward, as opposed to just continuing to wait for when that moment would come within the game. Now, one other reason for you is the broadcast. And when you go and do it during the first TV timeout or the first commercial break, who misses out? The it's the people listening audience. on the radio yeah. or the television audience. That, uh, that's, right. that's actually really, really another really and good And then you come back and you fill in the fans as, as much as you can. And you run a little bit of it, and we'd run a little bit of it during the, during the intermission. Uh, but you do it right before the face-off. Everybody watching and everybody listening gets to participate in what was a beautiful moment uh, between the Vegas Golden Knights and, and, 
and Mark Andre Fleury and the Chicago Blackhawks. So there's there's multiple reasons to it. I'm probably overstating the emotional part, uh, but I'm a softy and uh, overly <laughs> optimistic. But uh, the uh, I, I it it came across perfect uh, for everybody uh, in the building, and uh, I thought uh, it was well executed. The, the whole week was cool. With, mm-hmm. with the other returns, and it, it's strange that they will all kind of line up like that, but uh, we kind of got into a rhythm of, of different tributes and, and seeing some of these players uh, back in town. I'm trying to think. There's, there's no more, right? There's no more that come into town this year? That that was the last one? No, we'll, we'll have others. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think. Because not everybody's... We haven't seen all the Eastern Conference teams. Yeah. And how, many, uh, how many different... Like Montreal... Uh, is coming back. Uh, anybody in Montreal? No, Suzuki didn't play. Uh, uh, Minnesota's already been here, so there's that. Uh, yeah, John part. Merrill's done, yeah. Once, once again, you bring something up without fully checking it out. No, uh, no, I was asking you, are, are there any more this year? And by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the emotional aspect because I, I have a very sensitive side as well. And so while I, I did not get teary-eyed, it, it was certainly an emotional yeah, goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, For look. Sure. I mean, we we. I think the three of us can all agree that that we all really really like Mark Andre Fleury. So it was a very cool moment, and yeah, I mean, it, it was emotional. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I I was, you know, like I said, I didn't get teary eyed, but certainly it, it was emotional. And and yeah, I had goosebumps. It was really cool. He's a great guy. I mean, he that it, it was awesome. You didn't have the little Kleenex. I you know what I just in case. Just in case. I I I, I think uh, that that might you never be, leave home without it. That might have been over on. overdoing it. I'm I'm trying to think if, if if there actually wasn't. Well, I will say this: if there was ever a day that William Carlson was a member of of a different organization and he came back to T-Mobile and got that video, I would probably need the box of Kleenex for that one. Hey Chapman, there's yes, Chapman. That. There's actually a pretty big return coming in uh, in February, early February. I think he's talking about Eichel. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. No, uh, I'm not uh, talking about he's Eichel. He's talking about Alex I mean, Tuck. part of Eichel. Mm. But. Right. Alex Tuck, another guy who, who we all really, really like. So, so yeah, that, that'll be an emotional one, too, I think. Didn't, I didn't know about that one. I just left it sort of open that <laughs> there are still a few teams that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. I, and now that we're into year number five, there's – and missed a whole season yeah. of players mm-hmm. yeah. uh, interacting yeah. in other divisions and other conferences – that uh, that we're gonna have a few of these. Yeah, the the Belmar one was 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 tough for me too because I I really really liked him as well. So we were talking in the office the other day. Where did it start? And I stayed out of the conversation because there was higher people than me involved in it, and I I only like to interrupt when I'm with my peers. But weird. Yeah. <laughs> like you'll never finish a sentence. Uh, but the the I've idea come, of these. I've become very. Very okay with that. Tributes <laughs> happening. When when did it start? Where did it begin? I believe it was Toronto that started it, and it was during a mm. period uh, uh, that was in a in a dip in the franchise's performance, and it was almost <laughs> like uh, a way to distract or make the crowd feel good about themselves because they were they were welcoming back somebody with with good memories uh, and and to feel better about themselves as they sat in the seats and watched a team that wasn't playing very well <laughs> or performing very well. So uh, that's the first part. Now, Montreal might be actually the, the team that started it, and they probably did it for a long time, and just nobody ever copied it because 
nobody really has that same aura uh, as the Montreal Canadiens. But the first team that I saw regularly do the, this welcome back was Toronto. I just don't know. Like, how many games do you have to play with a team? Before you get a tribute, and what's yeah, is there an official? I should get uh, uh, Mr. Kofer on the on the on the phone, and because he's in charge of our game ops, and mm-hmm. and Mr. Kofer, whose whose wife taught my daughter, that's why I call him Mr. Kofer and Mrs. Kofer. Uh, Mr. Kofer, uh, find out if there's an exact number. Like is it 200 games with an organization? Then you get a tribute. If you're 188. Eh. <laughs> That first uh, commercial break goes by without a stick tap. I think there's got to be caveats to that, though, right? Because because if if you're a player who gets traded at the deadline and you help that team win the Stanley Cup and then you're a free agent and you you go sign somewhere else, I feel like you have to get the tribute if you are a contributor to a team that wins a cup, even if you're only there for from from the trade deadline on. Well, that would be like getting your name on the cup. You have to make a special request for an exemption. If like Eddie Olchek's name is on the cup, he didn't play the requisite number of games in 1994, but they made uh, a request and he and he put his uh, they got his name on the cup. I'm trying to think who else the Rangers got for Mike Gartner in '94. I can't remember exactly. I think who. you guys are overthinking this. Really? I, I don't think there's a hard and fast numbers rule. I okay, think what, it depends Nick, Nick on. Nick Cousins didn't get a tribute. Yeah, I, Nick Cousins. I don't think was was a massive piece of what this Golden Knights team was. Okay. Like, I think you have to resonate within, uh, like, beyond just the on-ice stuff. Like, and that's not to say that Nick Cousins wouldn't have done that if he had longer period of time here. But it, Nick Cousins is not the same in, in that stratosphere as Paul Stastny or Marc-Andre Fleury or Ryan Reeves. Stastny wasn't an original misfit, but he got the the tribute. Like Stastny Ryan Carpenter didn't, didn't get a tribute video. No, he did not. And... And and I would argue I Ryan wonder, Carpenter had more big moments than uh, than Nick Cousins in that situation. So if you were going to lean one way, it'd be Ryan Carpenter over Nick Cousins. But it's not. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a hard and fast rule on on well, how many games be. you have to play. Now, to, now to be fair for 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 Ryan Carpenter, his tribute He's has never been played in, games. Well, his tribute has been in the two games that he's played at T-Mobile Arena since he joined the Chicago Blackhawks because he assisted on the game-winning goal for the Blackhawks in the first time he came here. And he assisted mm-hmm. on the tying goal on Jujar Kara's goal on Saturday night, and uh, so he's he's too. The Blackhawks had never beaten the Golden Knights until no. Ryan Carpenter joined that organization, and now they're two and zero in in T-Mobile Arena with Ryan. I'll Carpenter. give you an example: Matthias Janmark. Mm-hmm. If he leaves and comes back, should Matthias Janmark get a tribute? Hat trick in Game Seven against yeah. the Minnesota Wild. Even even if that's the tribute that you show, those three goals, absolutely. Forty-eight games played. I'm I'm on board with it. He 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 was a key contributor on a playoff series that they ended up winning, and and yeah, he he I think he's earned it. But if I'm looking at this without taking the emotion of Matthias Janmark and the hat trick in Game Seven at home, if I'm taking that out of the equation, I go, gotta play at least 150 games. Well, I don't for, think for, yeah, for the I, team. I don't think Tomas Tatar got one. I'm I'm not convinced that. That if Matthias, if this is the only season, or if 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 this is the last season that Matthias Yanmark plays for the Vegas Golden Knights, I, I don't get the sense that he would have a tribute video next season. I just don't get what it. it. What if he scores a winning goal in one of the Stanley Cup final games? He, he, I mean, he if he scored wins, a hat trick in Game yeah, Seven yeah. at, at yeah, home, I I get it. I hear you. I don't think that I, just, I still don't think he gets a tribute video. I think you're a computer. You look at things way <laughs> yeah, too. No, I, like, I, I absolutely am. Right? Yeah, no, wrong, I'm 100 percent black, white, devoid of any type of emotion. Yes, 
Exactly. 100%. Yeah, you, you, I think you have to put emotion into something like this. I think like you this. do. But... But, 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 but so so you guys you guys that are arguing for a hard and fast arbitrary numbers game are telling me that I'm the one devoid of emotion. No, I'm, I'm not you arguing take, for... You want to put the numbers into it so that you don't I have do. to think about which players do or don't deserve I'm, it. I'm not saying put put numbers into it. I, I, I think that there should be a number to it, but then I'm I'm I just I'm, said I'm, there's I'm, caveats. I'm to going it. down the list, going, geez, how how would we how would we not uh, as as a fan base? Give Matias Janmark some type of acknowledgement. Yeah, hat trick in Game Seven against the Wild. That mm-hmm. that that's the clincher. Wonder if the league, if 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 you, if you go to the league, <laughs> I should talk to some hockey operations. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to somebody at hockey operations. You give Bill Daly a call. With, 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 uh, <laughs> with this question, if I go to uh, the National Hockey League and I say I want to give, give me any player in the league. Uh, and, and not a star player, like just pick a player because I I don't want to be perceived as uh, as being critical of this player or or mocking this player. So Milan Lucic. No, he's too he's too big of a player. He's too he's big. not. Oh come on. Well, he's a he's a for star, the Edmonton Oilers. Garnet Hathaway. Garnet Hathaway. Thank you. Garnet Hathaway is coming back. One of the best names in hockey, yeah. by the way. Garnet Hathaway. I want to. We're going to give Garden Hathaway uh, a tribute. <laughs> like, does that have to pass league approval? And does the league have to say, come on? <laughs> no. Can you? No. Darren, you can't Darren, do this, that. Does that go this across seems... Ovechkin's desk? <laughs> <laughs> this seems like a really good topic for you to dive into on the chirp. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Get the ins and outs of tribute videos so you can find out where that arbitrary line is with numbers of games played and all that. And then you can either divorce or attach a motion to it be beyond just meeting a game requirement. Let me let me ask you, Ryan. So you mentioned that we have one coming back for the Buffalo Sabres. There, there are a few Golden Knights who play for the Buffalo Sabres yes. who were original mm-hmm. yes. misfits, including a guy right. who, who may be in net for them if, if things broke right. So, so would, do they would, all would, get would, so, Does Colin so, Miller no, get, I don't think Colin I, Miller... Alex Tuck, Alex Tuck will get a tribute video. I don't think Colin Miller will get one. I don't think Cody Eakin will get one, and I don't think Malcolm Subban will get one. You don't? I think I think it'll be just Alex Tuck. But Subban had his own chant. Like every yeah. time he'd make a save, you'd hear Sub. I will. How'd that go again? Sub. I'm gonna bet wow. you right now. A toonie, a toonie. Is on the line. How many toonies does he owe you, by the way? A lot. Come on. <laughs> toonies a, have turned into tennies, I think. A toonie. Just put it on my tab, Darren. That there's more than one player receiving a tribute when the Buffalo Sabres are here. In yeah, because I, I think this is Cody Eakin's first trip well, back here. Hold right? on. Hold yeah. on. What's, who's it going to be? Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck? No, yeah, I, think, I think Eakin will get Eakin? one. I, I think, think Eakin's, Eakin's I don't think Eakin's going to get one. All right. I'm just, I'm just saying more than more than Alex Tuck. Will you take that 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 wager? Yeah, I, I think it's All Alex right. Tuck, and, and that's it. Okay. I'm, I'm with Darren. I think Eakin gets one as well. So you like spending all this time together in the studio, just the I two know. of us? Do, do you think it's it's helped our relationship? We're, we're, we're like Clark Griswold and Cousin Eddie. Yes. You know? Like most people, it would it would hurt their relationship yeah. to be locked up like this. That's good. You and I? We're, we're on the same the wavelength. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, There's e- a tune Eakin, on the line. Eakin's, Eakin's got to get one. Don't I, forget date. And don't you think about forgetting about it. Wallace, I'll remind you guys. I, I you want just keep keep a running tab of it, Darren. I want my like two sixty. Every, 
260 American. Listen, if, if I lose, <laughs> if I lose, it'll be the first time I lose a bet to you anyway, and I'm sure that you can just not give me the toonie, and I just won't accept it for you. Uh, it's fine. Not yeah. a toonie's on my desk right now. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's play of the day, and then we'll get into that whole Evander Kane situation when we uh, come Oh, just Colin Miller has already got one. Just got that note. Ah, I So if Colin Miller got one, Yes. I, I feel very confident in saying Cody Eakin will get one as well. I should have saved that for the next segment, but I had to, to drop it back in. Uh, the play of the day is next, and then uh, our ratings scaled as we continue into hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Big game coming up tomorrow night. Toronto Maple Leafs, Vegas School of the Knights. And then they're off for a few days. Important that Vegas puts those two points on the board because there's a team named Anaheim breathing down their neck. Anaheim with a big shootout win yesterday thanks to the play of the day courtesy of Trevor Zegras. Zegras has a goal and an assist in this game. He's the reason some of these folks are here to see this game. Can he show them something else? Slows down. Score! Those are some quick hands, folks. He's almost side saddle when he comes in. I, I really, this would have driven me nuts. He didn't know the shootout in my day, but for players to have be able to come in so slowly like that in this game, a cat and mouse, where you try not to make the first move, it's so difficult. <laughs> so the, the, there's the Zegers goal there. Yeah. But yeah. then the, the the funny part about it is. Brian Hayward's a duck announcer. Yeah. And it bugs him so much as a former goaltender that Zegras <laughs> is coming in slow. He's he's criticizing the duck who just won the game of the <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. a it, it's a goal and an assist and a in the essentially the shootout winner for Trevor Zegras and Brian Hayward just like ah goalie union. I'm what gonna I'm gonna going stick up for here? my guys. Uh, that was awesome. Also had a uh, a big uh, performance by Dostal in goal last night uh, for his first ever victory. Uh, as the uh, Anaheim Ducks beat the Detroit Red Wings. That was a spicy game, too. Uh, it was uh, it was a fun one. Only two games yesterday. Uh, that's your play of the day. When we continue, the ratings are out. We will pass those along for you regarding the Vegas Gold of the Knights performance, and we'll get into the Evander Kane situation and uh, one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. You're listening to the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.